Hi, I'm Jordan Gill, and my business love language is efficiency. Because who doesn't want to sip pina coladas on the beach while your business runs on autopilot? If your business depends on you, you don't own one. You have a job. We're here to fix that. Now, with over 150 episodes, this is the System Save Me podcast. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome to season number seven of System Saved Me. And I'm really excited about this season because I'm getting to share with you some of the dopest people in the operation space. This is not an exaggeration. And I'm not only getting to share what they have contributed to the System Save Me shop, which if you haven't checked out, come and see us, just systemsaveme.com. You'll be able to check us out. But you'll also get to hear about them and their mission and how they got started in operations. And they all have such unique stories. I'm so, so stoked for you guys to, to check them out. So each week, you'll be meeting a new member of my op squad and the amazingness that they have. Both there will be tips and tricks, but also what workflows you should check out in the actual shop that they have created. So without further ado, let's see who my next guest is. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited to have this fellow travel lover come on the show because she is so vibrant and lovely. I'm just, I'm so excited for you guys to to meet her. So, Miss Lauren, how are you doing today? Great. How are you doing? Can't complain. Can't complain. So, tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business. Great. So, I'm Lauren Myers of Lauren Myers & Co., I blog about automation and productivity strategies for bloggers that work a nine to five um, and also blog and also for people that have businesses on the side. Because I work a nine to five, I know that it's really difficult to kind of keep your time with your job. And then if you have family and then blog and side hustle, all that, it's just a lot. So I like to share strategies that I've learned that I've found how to just kind of keep my time organized. And, you know, automation is like one of the biggest things that you can use to do that. So totally. Um, yep. yep. We are in good company, y'all. Automation domination right here. I love it. So <laughs> how did you even get into this space? And by this space, I mean like operations, like automation, all the geekery going on. Like how did you even, were you like totally the kid with the clipboard, like marching your friends in line back in the day? Or were you in corporate? Like tell me all the things. Well, actually when I was young, I was just really organized in general. So I was always had lists for things and just like, you know, checklists and it's kind of like bring that checklist into something digital. That's kind of when I got a little older, I started doing that kind of thing. Yep. But it really started when I had, when I graduated from college, I have a graphic design degree and I was kind of freelancing and I was working on different paper goods, business cards, things like that. Oh, and cool. one of the things that was happening is that MailChimp and PayPal, they had an integration that worked together whenever I had a new customer, then that would automatically add to my MailChimp account. But with Stripe, they didn't have it at that time. So I was trying to figure out a way to automate that process to get my new customers into my MailChimp list. And so I did a Google search and found out about Zapier. And I was like, this is awesome. Like all these different tools and apps and everything. You can like do all this together. I didn't even realize you could do so much with it. So that kind of opened my eyes of, again, not having a lot of time. And I was like, okay, I can start doing more than I even knew that I could with, you know, using these Zapier tasks. So that's kind of how I got into that and started using them for myself and realizing how it was saving myself time. And then I wanted to start sharing it with people that were in the same situation as I was with, again, working and kind of blogging on the side. So 
No, that makes sense. And Zapier is like a whole nother world. Like Zapier, first off, there's like so many of like Zapier-esque tools, which I didn't really know. Like I just, you know, you hear about Zap and you hear about IFTTT. Yes. And there's like Integromat, there's Integromat, mm-hmm. something else, there's all the things. And it's like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> like, you can get really nitty gritty with this stuff. So what was your blog about, by the way, like originally before maybe it became an automation blog? Yeah, I started out, it was actually a graphic design blog initially. Okay. And it transitioned from there into automating and streamlining because I was like, you know, since I stopped doing the freelancing for that, I transitioned into that. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Nice. So graphic design to like... It's so creative and it's funny because the word creative, I don't know if you resonate with it or not, but it took me a while to resonate with it, but we are actually very creative people. Like yes. you have to be creative to figure out how to integrate all this stuff. Hello. Right. So I don't know if you resonate yeah, with that word or not. You have to get really creative. Like whenever there's a new process, that, whether I'm at my job or if I'm like doing something for myself, I'm like, okay, how can I automate this? That's my first question to myself. I don't want to do anything manually that I don't have to do. And I just try to figure out a way to do that. So that's just like my mindset. So, I mean, you have to get creative. Like you said, like trying to figure out, okay, this goes here and I can do that there and I can do that there too. So it's just, yeah, I agree with that. Definitely. Yeah. And so you have a few different workflows in the shop, um, but the one that we're going to talk about is about automating your market research, which is super dope. I am, do you, have you taken your Colby before? No, I haven't. So for those of you who are Colby lovers, I am a nine backbinder out of 10, which means that I like details and I want to research my heart's desire forever and ever. Just like bring me all the books or the articles or the links and I will look at them all. And so what is awesome about this is like now you don't have to like actually do all of that. You can have all the data come to you and then you can just synthesize it, which I think is freaking magic. One, I would love to know how you even like thought this up, like, Mm -hmm. and whatever else. And again, this is in the shop. So if you guys are like, I need market research, but I want to do the market research. This is the workflow for you. So tell me how you even like came up with this. (laughs) Yeah. So it was, it started with, I get everything organized for my blog, um, my blog posts, and I try to plan everything out in advance. So I want to find out, you know, different things that people are having problems with that they would want that I could create a solution for. So I would go to Twitter and just kind of search, like I do a search for hashtag blogger problems. And that brings me results for, I just see, you know, real time posts of people's problems that they're having with blogging. Yep. So I can, I would go in there in Twitter directly and just search and just kind of reply if I had a solution for them. And then I was like, you know, I don't really want to do this like on the fly. I just want to kind of do it when I have, when I'm ready to do it and just see the, all the results at once, you know? So I decided to kind of figure out if I could bring those results into a Google spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. So I did, I found out that I could just create a task that would, based on whatever search that you're going to do, whether it's the hashtag or any other kind of keyword that's a niche related keyword. Yeah. All those results from any tweet that's posted would go into that spreadsheet. And I could just go through that sheet on the fly and just see what people are having problems with. And I could also see different trends. Like I could tell if there were, if I'm seeing the same problems throughout those results, then either if I had a solution for like a blog post that I already created or any product or service or anything, I could kind of suggest that to them. Or if I didn't have it, it could give me an idea, something I could create. 
So whether it be a product or a blog post or anything. So it's just gave me, you know, ideas of what I can do and kind of from the results that I saw in that. Oh, that's really cool. And I think with this, that's really dope is, again, it's not just like finding the content ideas and seeing the trends, but also like you can go back to that tweet and say, Hey, I actually have a blog post that could help you out with that problem. Yeah. Like, yeah. guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the tweet is directly in the spreadsheet. So I can just click it there and go direct to the tweet and reply right there. So it's, it's very simple and it's very yeah. convenient. <laughs> yes, for real. Cause I am very much a, I guess, I'm such a person person that I'm like, I want to talk to everybody. And I also understand my time is not spent the best doing that. So while my heart flutters and gets excited to talk to people about market and get market research for whatever I've got going on, it's, it also is just not the best use of a lot of our times, but it's important. So you kind of have to like figure out that balance and that's where automation just comes in and swoops in and is amazing. So the two tools that you mentioned are the two things that this workflow are about is IFTTT and Mm -hmm. then Twitter. So, and going into a Google sheet, like you said. So explain what IFTTT is for people who may not be familiar. Yes, this is a platform that you can basically create automated tasks. So it's just like exactly the same kind of concept. You pick a tool that you want to have as like a trigger kind of thing and whatever you want the result to go into or to do, you'll select that and then you'll kind of create that task so that everything will automatically happen for you. So the workflow that I created, it's really simple to set up and it just you yeah. pick your hashtags or whatever keywords that you want to use for it and just plug and play. Where they need to go. Yeah, exactly. So it's very, it's a basic if then statement. Like it's like if you know, money comes into my Stripe account, then I get a text message to my cell phone telling me that I made money. Like it's very just like one and two. So and I don't know if IFTTT is similar to Zapier where there can be multi-zaps or like multi-things. Okay, cool. Yeah, you can do multi also. Yep. Yep. Um, And IFTTT has a free version, I'm assuming. Yeah. It's all free. Yeah, that's what I thought actually. I always suggest that if you're wanting to do anything, set up any automated tasks, always go there first because it's free. (laughs) And so instead of going to Zapier where you can do the same task and if, you know, for free, always check that first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is interesting. Have you found that there's a lot of overlap between those two tools? Yeah, there are more apps and tools available in Zapier. They have way more, but if is starting to have a lot more with theirs too. And then you can actually do some of the triggers you can actually do and if that you can do in Zapier. So you kind of have to see. Yeah. To play around between those two. Yeah. Between those two, I feel like you can pretty much figure out anything that like, if you're not like an advanced person, that's going to need like Infusionsoft to be doing something to somebody else or like Entreport or whatever. I think you can really get away with a lot in IFTTT and then. Is it, you're saying ift, I don't know. Yeah, it's ift. <laughs> it's like, they say it's like gift without the G. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, nice. I know. I'm like so used to calling it IFTTT or yeah. if this and that, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But either way, <laughs> exactly. And so then is there, you know, a way for you to do the same market research with like Instagram hashtags or Facebook hashtags, or is it just Twitter and why, if so? I don't think you can do with Instagram <clears throat> because they're kind of funny yeah. about their data and yeah. kind of doing things. You can post to Instagram through, well, through Buffer. 
but um, you can't really do a lot with Instagram on there. But right. Twitter definitely, I feel like Twitter is a good place to do it because it's like someone is having a problem. They're going to go to Twitter and like complain about their problem. That's what they're going to go to do it. So you're like, okay, I'm seeing all the complaints here. Like I can go here and pick all these complaints and like help you out, you know? Right. So you can do it with different tools, like with different platforms. But I just think that Twitter seems to be a really good place like to do the best. It. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Cause as somebody who doesn't even have a Twitter account, sorry, mm-hmm. I just was curious if you were able to use it cause hashtags are on like almost every platform. So right. I just was curious if it was interchangeable or not. Everyone's API is different, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, Twitter is someone that I definitely am interested in tapping back into a little bit. I use it a lot. I have a journalism background mm-hmm. and I use it a lot when I was in journalism school and doing that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, doing like yeah. chats and like all that. Mm-hmm. And then I just felt like I, had t- I was too public on social media, which right. is hilarious because at the time <laughs> I wasn't. And now I'm way more than I was then. But I was just like, I'm too like accessible to people. I'm right. Like, I'm like, okay, drama. So yeah. Well, that's, I think, and again, it's not even like you have to be active on your Twitter to like still be able to really capitalize on what this tool can do for you. Have you seen like any cool case studies of either other people or yourself using this IFT particular workflow in the sense of like, okay, they took this data and then what they did with the data was like something you saw was maybe different or I guess out of the ordinary that you wouldn't think to use the data for? Um... Not that I can think of, yeah. but depending on what you're searching for, it yeah. could depend on what you could actually do with it. Gotcha. So if you're wanting to maybe find people in a certain area that have an interest in something and you're having maybe something that they would be interested in, you could kind of, if you're going to have a blogger meetup, for example, maybe you want to kind of let them know that you're going to have one and you can search like location and things like that. But it really just depends on what you're searching for. Because I could see a lot of, even for like sales page copy, I could see going to Twitter and having, again, complaints or like things like that and coming up with really juicy headlines or bullet points and stuff like that could really be helpful and help like shave off a lot of time on sales page copy. That's a big pain point for me. It's just like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of writing. So I think that that actually could be a really interesting use case personally. But so kind of talk to me actually now a little bit more about outside of business. We both are like total business geek automation lovers, but also we have lives outside of them. Well, I barely do, but I won't speak for you. So I would love to know, and we talked briefly about this before we got on, something that you do and that you're really excited to potentially do yourself is TED Talks. So tell me, like why you're so intrigued by TED Talks and why you love them and all that stuff. And then we can talk about how you're going to be on that stage one day. (laughs) Yes, I will. Yeah, so the TED Talks, I mean, they're just, I love them overall because they're just so diverse. There's so many different topics and they're just so interesting. I kind of love that they're just like little, like short talks and you can kind of get like a lot from that short time frame. And like my daughter sits there and watches them with me. She's like, she likes them too, she's four. So, I mean, it's great. So like, <laughs> I definitely see myself doing a TED talk. I don't, I'm thinking it would be, you know, automation related, but like maybe automation in your life, just in your everyday life or something like that. But I definitely see myself on the stage, like doing a TED talk. Like yeah, and awesome. my daughter can be maybe even doing with me, who knows. <laughs> That'd be so fun. That'd be so cute. Oh my gosh. I think there's like 
the youngest kid I think I saw was like 13 or something. Yeah. There's a younger one around there, and I was like, oh my gosh, to be thir- I so weird <laughs> awkward that I was 13. That would just not have been a good deal. But for those, I guess, if you haven't heard of TED Talks, which I don't know how you haven't, but maybe you haven't, explain what a TED Talk is, kind of, like what yeah. TED stands for, all that. Um, the, yeah, TED Talks are basically when different people go and talk about different things, whether it's in technology or like art, science, there's so many different topics and they, you know, choose a topic that they want to discuss and share it with their, with the audience. Oh, community. Yeah. They tend to be, I think like city based or like local community based, but I also know like SMU, Southern Methodist, Southern Methodist University here in Dallas does one every year for women. And so, but usually you see like TEDx like Santa Ana or TEDx Portland or like TEDx Shanghai or whatever it is and so yeah they're like 18 to 20 minutes isn't that what yeah like, around that yes yeah. some of them can be like 40 minutes or longer than that but oh really I've never yeah, seen some that. of them are pretty long but Ooh. generally they're like 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha do you speak now like in your community at all or is it just like TED Talk specifically that like excite you yeah I think TED Talk specifically excites me, but I do want to start like going to more local events and yeah. speaking and even teaching, like maybe having small classes of just teaching how to, you know, set up different tasks and things and even just automating and just creating workflows, different things like that. So that is something that I'm planning on doing. Yeah. That's awesome. And where is your local area in case anyone is listening who is in it and needs you to come talk? Yes. Where are you located? Yeah. Yes. I'm in the Atlanta area. That is a good city to be in, to, like, want to be talking and stuff. Oh, my gosh. I feel like there's like 17 <laughs> events a day in Atlanta. I'm like, there That's what my friend tells me. She's like, they always have things going on in Atlanta. Like, what's going on? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Always. I'm like, geez Louise. Like, that's a whole... You don't even need to travel anywhere. Like, you right. Sit right there and just do the whole Atlanta circuit because there's a lot of events there. So, no, that's cool. And I think, you know, I had a friend of mine actually do a TED Talk uh, in Buffalo, New York, and he said it was a really cool experience. And you actually get like coaching, which I didn't recognize. They set you up with a TED Talk coach mm-hmm. that helps you deliver your talk and all of that, which I think is so cool. Are you in Toastmasters or anything? No, no. Yeah. Not. And not something that interest me as well just to get yeah. better. but honestly podcast interviews have gotten me a lot better because I say like a lot <laughs> <laughs> naturally in my speech and so yeah. it's funny when you say you want to speak or say you want to do podcast interviews it mm-hmm. comes out like it you do more and more talks so then it uh-huh. it's not as often that you hear it so I'm like thank goodness so, <laughs> that's awesome and I think that's a cool goal. Do you know when you want to have that goal by? I would say maybe in the next five years. Girl, you will have a sooner than that. <laughs> okay, you are pushing that mean. goal out. <laughs> <laughs> I was like two, maybe three. That's what I'm feeling like. But <laughs> yes, exactly. So you heard it here first. In two years, yeah. we'll see Lauren on the TED Talk stage. And I'll be super excited to share it. And that's gonna be awesome. I bet it's just such a cool experience, because especially the room of people who are there too, are just 
really into professional development and all of that. So I think that's going to be super fun. So real quick, where can people find you? Obviously they can find you in the shop, but website, social media, all those places. Yep. My website is laurenmyersco.com and Myers is M-Y-E-R-S like Myers Roman. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm also Lauren Myers Co everywhere on social media. Nice. It's yeah. always good when you can find your name on all the platforms. Yes. It can get really weird when somebody just like randomly has your Twitter or like randomly has your Pinterest and you're like, what? Like, exactly. So that's perfect for branding. Well, thank you so much, Lauren, for sharing about the market research side and TED Talks and all that fun stuff. Thanks so much. Sure. for coming. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to System Save Me. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes or send a screenshot on Instagram while tagging us at System Save Me. Don't forget to check out the workflow template shop at systemsaveme.com to help you work less and make more. See you next week.